Podcast friends, my name is David Lee and you are listening to the Inspire Design Create podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together. Let's go. Check, mic check. Hopefully this audio is correct. A little rhyme rhyme. Uh, What's going on friends, family, brand new week, brand new podcast episode, a little bit late with this one. Sorry, life has been extremely crazy the past uh three weeks now i'm trying to just catch up with stuff right catch up with life and today we're talking about how to light naturally without having windows right and um the way i go about lighting in general is i try my best to you know find sources of light that looks natural right um all i like roger deakins or chivo right big inspiration for me are those two cinematographers, right? Because even though they use really large lights and, and have the whole uh, GE team, the lighting still looks very natural, right? And many times when you're uh, on location, it could be anywhere, right? It doesn't have to be film related. You could just be somewhere, right? And, you, and you're in this location and you look at the light and it's so natural, but it's so beautiful at the same time, right? How do you achieve that? That is always my goal, right? It's how do I achieve that look, but with using uh, our, our movie lights, right? our film lights and and lenses and stuff like that. And the hardest part is when you don't have a window to motivate your light through, right? You know, say you're doing a talking head or it's uh, any kind of scene where you have someone in the focus of it, right? And uh, the the, the easiest way to achieve natural light is to use window light, right? Not necessarily just, you know, showing up and using the available light. But if you have, you know, a row of windows or um, a set of windows, it's a lot easier to put your your fixtures outside, shoot through those windows, and then when you need to, you know, wrap the light. Oh, sorry about that. When you need to wrap the light inside, uh, that's when you have your your smaller ish fixtures, right? Through through some sort of diffusion, like an eight by eight or a six by six or a huge, you know, octodome sort of sort of setup, right? But what happens when you're in a situation when you don't have uh, any windows, right? Maybe you're doing some sort of uh, corporate talking head. Maybe you're um, stuck in a location where you're doing a branded documentary type of um, episode or or project and you don't have windows, right? Unfortunately, this location that you have just doesn't have any windows, right? The only other option you have right there is you need to light from from the top. You need to light from overhead and then wrap from, from the ground, right? So it's the same principle, right? Is as if you had windows, right? You shoot light through your windows and then you wrap from the inside, right, with your sky panel or your Nova or your um, Forza 500, whatever it is, right, whatever whatever light you have, it doesn't matter. And then when you don't have windows to shoot to uh, motivate light from, right, then you have to light from overhead. So you can think of like just you're in the office, there's overhead fluorescence, right? That is your that is your quote unquote overhead light, and then from the ground you wrap with your your smaller or larger fixtures, right? And the hard part, right? So so that's the well step one, the hard part is lighting from overhead, right? Um, number two is how do you make it look good, right? Because if you can't light from overhead, what are you stuck with, right? You're stuck with like the fixtures that are already in this office interior or gas station or whatever you're at. How do you make that look more more cinematic if you don't have, you know, a set of like 12 uh, Titan tubes or quasars, uh, right? Something that you can create your ambient room tone from overhead and then wrap from the bottom, 
right? And, and a great example of this, even though it may not apply to many of us, um, is if you look at like House of Cards or um, many, uh, many, sh many movies shot by David Fincher, he does like using a lot of overhead light, right? You have this like overhead, um, not spill, but this overhead like ambience, right? That looks very natural. And then from the ground is when you use all your, all your, all your awesome, awesome fixtures, right? And so again, if you don't have like the Titan tubes to rig overhead, if you're not working in a studio where you can, you know, there is no ceiling, you can just, you know, rig whatever you want overhead. In those situations, what I, what I find to be um, the, the, the second next best thing is to just bounce, right? So say you have like, two fours of 500s or two 600D, something like that, right? Maybe you have some some falconized light panels, right? Instead of, you know, just shooting front light, side light at your talent, um, put those in, in, in certain areas, certain angles in the background to create your room tone, right? And again, you have to be a little bit tricky with it, right? You kind of have to maneuver uh, the lights so that they're not in the shot and, sort of, and, and that sort of thing. But in my experience, the best way to create this natural light without having windows is to shoot lights into the ceiling, right? This isn't like uh, revolutionary, right? People have been doing this shit for decades, right? Uh, but many times we feel like, ah, oh, you know, I don't have any windows, so I'm just gonna shove a bunch of light this person or this product, whatever it is, right? And and then you look at it, you're like, oh God, just it just still looks flat, right? Because again, you just, it, nothing, when you shoot, when you just shove light at someone or something, it never looks good. Or unless that's the look that you like, then then that's the look that you like, right? And then you, and then you move on with your day. Uh, but you know, how can we create shape, right? We 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 need we, in order to us for in order for us to create shape, we need the layers, right? And one part of the the most crucial part of the layers is your room tone, because if you don't have the room tone, then you don't have the ratios to balance things out from your key to midground, from midground to background, from background to key. Right. And room tone is that one thing that is very difficult to to achieve when you're a limited location, you're limited resources, limited budget. OK, so again, like like take this as, as a working example. Next time you're or maybe you have a room in your house or in your apartment. Right. That doesn't have window. Right. Make this like a like a practical exercise. Take your lights, um, find different angles. Right. Again, this isn't something that's going to take like five minutes. Like this is probably going to be something that you might um do for like a whole day, right? Just take like a Sunday or whatever, whatever day off you have and play around with creating natural room tone through bouncing light um, into the ceilings, right? And, and, and again, just be aware if you have low ceilings, it's going to be even harder. If you have higher ceiling, ceilings, a little bit easier, right? Because when you bounce light into a higher ceiling, then it has more room for it to naturally just kind of like, like a gradient, right? And naturally starts to fall, uh, the fall off is more natural. When you have lower ceilings, the the, the fall off is not natural. Right? You have to play around with the uh, location of the light. Do you use a Fresnel? Do you use the reflector dish? Uh, what light do you, again? And maybe you have like one of the falconized uh, light panels, right? Do you put the grid on it? Do you not put the grid on it? Do you just put the the uh, reflecting border on it and no diffusion? Right? You you kind of play around with these things, but it's a great way because when you are on set. The next time you're in this situation, you can say, oh, man, I was in this very similar similar situation last time. This is what I did. I'm just going to do it again because the results are pretty good and we'll see and we'll see what happens. Right. So, again, the, the hardest thing is creating that natural room tone. And that's why lights um, like the Falcon Eyes um, flex lights, like the Westcott flex lights, um, the Astera Titan tubes, the Nanlite tubes, the Quasar tubes. Uh, I mean, now Aperture, finally, after 
many years they have their own their own tube lights right and that's why tube lights like i still own um a, a pair of two foot tubes and i have um two pairs of four foot tubes right so i have six six tubes total because there are situations where if you can rig it overhead with um widow makers or door busters or um if you do have the budget and location to rig stuff overhead right you can you can get kind of crafty with it um and that, and that helps to create natural room tone, right? And the great thing about those lights is they're all battery operated. So, you know, you can, not only are they, are they battery operated, but they're also wirelessly controlled in some way, shape or form, right? Especially like like the Astera stuff, they're really good. And you just control everything through I, through iPad. You can turn one off and then the next one on, and then you can, you know, dim the, the one in the front a little bit lower than the one in the back, right? That's more like far side. And so you have options. Uh, and, and this isn't a plug for like uh, Nanlite or or, or or any of these companies, right? To go buy their their uh, their tube lights. If I'm just saying, like I have tube lights because there are situations where it is really handy to have those those types of lights that are relatively easy to to set up. Um, they're they're battery operated, and, and if you need to use them for an extended period of time, you can use you can you know like Velcro or uh, or or attach. USB power banks to just kind of keep them running for another another extra hour or two, right? They're very very handy. Uh, but yeah, next time you're you're in a situation like like look at balancing the light rather than just shoving the light at someone's face. And, and I guarantee you, you will you will it will take more time. You know, it's more nuanced, right? Um, this is something where you just set up the your your softbox and you know hit the power button and you're good to go, right? This is something that's going to take more more time, more effort. But the more time, more effort you have the better results you will see. And then from there, you know, your, your clients, your clientele, your real will start to build up where you're like, oh man, my shit's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting more polished, right? And that's the idea is because eventually you don't want to be just shooting the same shit over and over again, right? Because number one, you're going to get the same rates for the most part, right? Number two, if you're anyone like me, you're going to get bored as hell pretty fast um, because it just all looks the same, right? So why not take the extra time, energy, and effort to grow, right? It's not going to happen overnight, right? I, I, I feel like our uh, our career, our our industry is very much like in sport, like professional sports, right? Like you start off in the minor leagues or you go to, you know, you go to college first, you play D1, D2, go into the minor leagues or, or amateur league, whatever it is, right? And you start to work your way up in, into the pro leagues. And even when you make it to the pro leagues, it's like, you know, two, three, four years, um, before you, you really start to build your your style and in your craft, right? And I think that's the same thing with us, right? As cinematographers and DPs, is is it, it takes it takes a while for us to kind of find our 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 taste, to find our style. Um, and, and again, since since a lot of the things that we um, incorporate into into the realm of cinematography is technology, right? Technology changes, sensors change, um, LED quality and quantity changes um there's different ways to, to monitor things right the, the displays are getting better they're getting uh, more accurate more color accurate more tools right and and so with that we have um uh, a bit of a more challenging job because you know you know now we're trying to keep up with the technology and you know not a lot and not necessarily let it get in our way of of creating um, beautiful images for a project that we're being that we're being hired on, right? Um, the goal is to utilize this, this technology and and to review our own process um, to to get, again just to get better and to grow, right? So again, light 
from overhead. Use bounce lights if you use bounce lighting if you don't have the opportunity to rig stuff overhead like your tube lights, reflex lights, and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, all right, that is a quick little episode, but again, it, it's something that I always find myself um, being challenged with, right? Sometimes I don't have a window. I'm like, damn, I don't have a window, so now I have to like create the light, right? Uh, if you want uh, any any more any more tips or for me to go into more into further depth with this topic, please let me know. Again, shoot me a DM on Instagram, shoot me an email. It's all good. Love to hear from you guys. Um, hope you guys are having a great weekend. Uh, that being said, if you did enjoy this podcast episode, please rate it on iTunes podcast. I would appreciate it. Please follow the podcast. Please subscribe to it. Do all the, the mumbo jumbo they're telling us to do these days. And I don't know. I mean, if you like this shit, just keep just keep listening to it. And let me know if 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 you actually like it. All right. That way I can continue on uh, with this journey of, uh, of this podcast. All right. Uh, that being said, I will catch you guys in next week's podcast episode. Bye-bye.